0: Paper 16 The Seven Master Spirits. The seven master spirits of paradise are the primary personalities of the infinite mind. In this sevenfold creative act of self duplication, the infinite mind exhausted the associative possibilities mathematically inherent in the factual existence of the three persons of deity. Had it been possible to produce a larger number of master spirits, they would have been created. But there are just seven associative possibilities, and only seven, inherent in three deities. And this explains why the universe is operated in seven grand divisions, and why the number seven is basically fundamental in its organization and administration. The seven Master Spirits thus have their origin in and derive their individual characteristics from the following seven likenesses. 1. The Universal Source 2. The Eternal Spirit 3. The Infinite Mind 4. The Universal Source and the Eternal Spirit 5. The Universal Source and the Infinite Mind 6. The Eternal Spirit and the Infinite Mind and seven, the universal source, the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind. We know very little about the action of the universal source and the eternal spirit in the creation of the master spirits. Apparently, they were brought into existence by the personal acts of the infinite mind. But we have been definitely instructed that Both the universal source and the eternal spirit participated in their origin. In spirit, character, and nature, these seven spirits of paradise are as one. But in all other aspects of identity, they are very unlike. And the results of their functioning in the super universes are such that the individual differences of each are unmistakably discernible. All the after plans of the seven segments of the grand universe, and even the correlative segments of outer space, have been conditioned by the other than spiritual diversity of these seven master spirits of supreme and ultimate supervision. The master spirits have many functions. But at the present time, their particular domain is the central supervision of the seven super-universes. Each master spirit maintains an enormous force focal headquarters, which slowly circulates around the periphery of paradise, always maintaining a position opposite the super-universe of immediate supervision and at the paradise focal point of its specialized power control, and segmental energy distribution. The radial boundary lines of any one of the super-universes actually converge at the paradise headquarters of the supervising master spirit. Section 1. Relation to Triune Deity. The conjoint creator, the infinite mind, Is necessary to the completion of the triune personalization of undivided deity. This threefold deity personalization is inherently sevenfold in possibility of individual and associative expression. Hence, the subsequent plan to create universes inhabited by intelligent and potentially spiritual beings duly expressive of the universal source, the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind, made the personalization of the seven master spirits inescapable. We have come to speak of the threefold personalization of deity as the absolute inevitability, while we have come to look upon the appearance of the seven master spirits As the sub-absolute inevitability. While the seven master spirits are hardly expressive of threefold deity, they are the eternal portrayal of sevenfold deity, the active and associative functions of the three ever-existent persons of deity, by and in and through these seven spirits, the universal source, the eternal spirit, or the infinite mind, or any dual association, is able to function as such. When the universal source, the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind act together, they can and do function through Master Spirit number seven, but not as the Trinity. The Master Spirits singly and collectively represent any and all possible deity functions, single and several but not collective, not the Trinity. Master Spirit Number 7 is personally non-functional with regard to the Paradise Trinity, and that is just why this Spirit can function personally for the Supreme Being. But when the seven Master Spirits vacate their individual seats of personal power and super-universe authority and assemble around the conjoint actor, in the triune presence of Paradise Deity, then and there they are collectively representative of the functional power, wisdom, and authority of undivided Deity, the Trinity, to and in the evolving universes. Such a Paradise Union of the primal sevenfold expression of Deity does actually embrace, literally encompass, all of every attribute and attitude of the three eternal deities in supremacy and in ultimacy, to all practical intents and purposes, the seven master spirits then and there encompass the functional domain of the supreme ultimate to and in the master universe. As far as we can discern, These seven spirits are associated with the divine activities of the three eternal persons of deity. We detect no evidence of direct association with the functioning presences of the three eternal phases of the absolute. When associated, the master spirits represent the paradise deities in what may be roughly conceived as the finite domain of action— it might embrace much that is ultimate, but not absolute. Section 2. Relation to the Infinite Mind Just as the eternal and original spirit is revealed through the persons of the constantly increasing number of divine offspring, so is the infinite and divine mind revealed through the channels of the seven master spirits and their associated spirit groups. At the center of centers, the infinite mind is approachable, but not all who attain paradise are immediately able to discern the infinite mind's personality and differentiated presence. But all who attain the central universe can and do immediately commune with one of the seven master spirits— the one presiding over the super-universe from which the newly arrived space pilgrim hails. To the universe of universes, the paradise creator speaks only through the eternal spirit, while the creator and the spirit conjointly act only through the infinite mind. Outside of paradise and Havona, the infinite mind speaks only by the voices of the seven master-spirits the infinite mind exerts an influence of personal presence within the confines of the Paradise Havona system. Elsewhere, this personal spirit presence is exerted by and through one of the seven Master Spirits. Therefore, the superuniverse spirit presence of the third source and center on any world or in any individual is conditioned by the unique nature of of the supervisory Master Spirit of that segment of creation. Conversely, the combined lines of Spirit Force and Intelligence pass inward to the third person of Deity by way of the seven Master Spirits. The seven Master Spirits are collectively endowed with the supreme ultimate attributes of the third Source and Center. While each one individually partakes of this endowment, only collectively do they disclose the attributes of omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. No one of them can so function universally. As individuals and in the exercise of these powers of supremacy and ultimacy, each is personally limited to the superuniverse of immediate supervision. All of everything which has been told you concerning the divinity and personality of the conjoint actor applies equally and fully to the seven master spirits, who so effectively distribute the infinite mind to the seven segments of the grand universe in accordance with their divine endowment and in the manner of their differing and individually unique natures. It would therefore be proper to apply to the collective group of seven any or all of the names of the infinite mind. Collectively, they are one with the Conjoint Creator on all sub-absolute levels. Section 3. Identity and Diversity of the Master Spirits The seven Master Spirits are indescribable beings but they are distinctly and definitely personal. They have names, but we elect to introduce them by number. As primary personalizations of the infinite mind, they are akin. But as primary expressions of the seven possible associations of triune deity, they are essentially diverse in nature. And this diversity of nature determines their differential of super-universe conduct These seven Master Spirits may be described as follows. Master Spirit number one. In a special manner, this Spirit is the direct representation of the Paradise Creator. It is the peculiar and efficient manifestation of the power, love, and wisdom of the Universal Source, and is the close associate and supernal advisor of the Chief of Mystery Monitors, that being who presides over the college of personalized adjusters on divinington in all associations of the seven master spirits it is always master spirit number one who speaks for the universal source this spirit presides over the first super-universe and while unfailingly exhibiting the divine nature of a primary personalization of the infinite mind seems more especially to resemble the universal source in character. Master Spirit number one is always in personal liaison with the seven reflective spirits at the headquarters of the first super-universe. Master Spirit number two, this spirit adequately portrays the matchless nature and charming character of the eternal spirit, the firstborn of all creation, and is always in close association with all orders of the Eternal Spirit's children whenever they may happen to be in the residential universe as individuals or in joyous conclave. In all the assemblies of the seven Master Spirits, this Spirit always speaks for and on behalf of the Eternal Spirit. This Spirit directs the destinies of Super Universe number two and rules this vast domain, much as would the eternal spirit. Master Spirit number two is always in liaison with the seven reflective spirits situated at the capital of the 2nd Superuniverse. Master Spirit number three. This spirit personality especially resembles the infinite mind, directs the movements and work of many of the high personalities of the infinite mind, presides over their assemblies, and is closely associated with all personalities who take exclusive origin in the third source and center. When the seven Master Spirits are in council, it is Master Spirit number three who always speaks for the infinite mind this spirit is in charge of superuniverse number 3 administers the affairs of this segment much as would the infinite mind and is always in liaison with the reflective spirits at the headquarters of the third superuniverse master spirit number 4 Partaking of the combined natures of the universal source and the eternal spirit, this master spirit is the determining influence regarding creator, spirit, policies, and procedures in the councils of the seven master spirits. This spirit is the chief director and advisor of those ascendant beings who have attained the infinite mind and thus have become candidates for seeing the eternal spirit and the universal source. This spirit fosters that enormous group of personalities taking origin in the source and the spirit. When it becomes necessary to represent the source and the spirit in the association of the seven master spirits, it is always master spirit number four who speaks. This spirit fosters the fourth segment of the Grand Universe in accordance with a particular association of the attributes of the Universal Source and the Eternal Spirit and is always in personal liaison with the reflective spirits of the headquarters of the fourth super Master Spirit Number 5 This divine personality who exquisitely blends the character of the universal source and the infinite mind is the advisor of that enormous group of beings known as the power directors, power centers, and physical controllers. This spirit also fosters all personalities taking origin in the universal source and the conjoint actor. In the councils of the seven master spirits, when the Creator Mind attitude is in question, it is always Master Spirit number five who speaks. This spirit directs the welfare of the fifth super universe in such a way as to suggest the combined action of the universal source and the infinite mind, and is always in liaison with the reflective spirits at the headquarters of the fifth super universe. Master Spirit number six. This divine being seems to portray the combined character of the eternal spirit and the infinite mind. Whenever the creatures jointly created by the eternal spirit and the infinite mind gather in the central universe, it is this master spirit who is their advisor. And whenever in the councils of the seven master spirits, it becomes necessary to speak conjointly for the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind. It is Master Spirit number six who responds. This spirit directs the affairs of the sixth super universe much as would the eternal spirit and the infinite mind, and is always in liaison with the reflective spirits at the headquarters of the sixth super universe. Master Spirit number seven. The presiding spirit of the seventh super-universe is a uniquely equal portrayal of the universal source, the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind. The seventh spirit, the fostering advisor of all triune origin beings, is also the advisor and director of all the ascending pilgrims of Havona those lowly beings who have attained the courts of glory through the combined ministry of the universal source the eternal spirit and the infinite mind the seventh master spirit is not organically representative of the paradise trinity but it is a known fact that the personal and spiritual nature of this spirit is the conjoint actor's portraiture in equal proportions of the three infinite persons whose deity union is the Paradise Trinity and whose function as such is the source of the personal and spiritual nature of the Supreme. Hence, the seventh Master Spirit discloses a personal and organic relationship to the spirit person of the evolving Supreme. Therefore, in the master spirit councils on high, when it becomes necessary to cast the ballot for the combined personal attitude of the universal source, eternal spirit, and infinite mind, or to depict the spiritual attitude of the supreme being, it is master spirit number seven who functions. This spirit thus inherently becomes the presiding head of the paradise council of the seven master spirits. No one of the seven spirits is organically representative of the Paradise Trinity, but when they unite as sevenfold deity, this union in a deity sense, not in a personal sense, equivalates to a functional level associable with Trinity functions. In this sense, the quote, sevenfold spirit, end quote is functionally associable with the Paradise Trinity. It is also in this sense that Master Spirit Number 7 sometimes speaks in confirmation of Trinity attitudes, or rather acts as spokesperson for the attitude of the Sevenfold Spirit Union regarding the attitude of the Threefold Deity Union, the attitude of the Paradise Trinity. The multiple functions of the seventh Master Spirit thus range from a combined portraiture of the personal natures of the universal source, eternal spirit, and infinite mind through a representation of the personal attitude of the Supreme to a disclosure of the deity attitude of the Paradise Trinity. And in certain respects, this presiding spirit is similarly expressive of the attitudes of the ultimate and of the supreme ultimate. It is Master Spirit Number 7 who, in multiple capacities, personally sponsors the progress of the ascension candidates from the worlds of time in their attempts to achieve comprehension Of the undivided deity of supremacy. Such comprehension involves a grasp of the existential sovereignty of the Trinity of Supremacy so coordinated with a concept of the growing experiential sovereignty of the Supreme Being as to constitute the creature grasp of the unity of supremacy. Creature realization of these three factors equals havona, comprehension, of trinity reality and endows the pilgrims of time with the ability eventually to penetrate the trinity, to discover the three infinite persons of deity. The inability of the Havona pilgrims fully to find the Supreme is compensated by the Seventh Master Spirit, whose triune nature, in such a peculiar manner, is revelatory of the Spirit-Person of the Supreme. During the present universe age of the non-contactability of the Person of the Supreme Master Spirit Number 7 functions in the place of the deity of Ascendant Creatures in the matter of personal relationships. This Spirit is the one High Spirit being that all Ascenders are certain to recognize and somewhat comprehend when they reach the centers of glory. Master Spirit Number 7 is always in liaison with the reflective spirits of Uversa the headquarters of the seventh super universe our own segment of creation this spirit's administration of orvantan discloses the marvelous symmetry of the coordinate blending of the divine natures of universal source eternal spirit and infinite mind section four attributes and functions of the master spirits The Seven Master Spirits are the full representation of the infinite mind to the evolutionary universes. They represent the third source and center in the relationships of energy, mind, and spirit, while they function as the coordinating heads of the universal administrative control of the conjoint actor. Do not forget that they have their origin in the creative acts of the Paradise Deities, It is literally true that these seven spirits are the personalized physical power cosmic mind and spiritual presence of the triune deity the master spirits are unique in that they function on all universe levels of reality excepting the absolute they are therefore efficient and perfect supervisors of all phases of administrative affairs on all levels of super-universe activities. It is difficult for the mortal mind to understand very much about the Master Spirits because their work is so highly specialized, yet all-embracing, so exceptionally material, and at the same time so exquisitely spiritual." These versatile creators of the cosmic mind are the ancestors of the universe power directors and are, themselves, supreme directors of the vast and far-flung spirit-creature creation. The seven master spirits are the creators of the universe power directors and their associates, entities who are indispensable to the organization, control, and regulation of the physical energies of the Grand Universe, and these same Master Spirits very materially assist the local universe creators in the work of shaping and organizing the local universes. We are unable to trace any personal connection between the cosmic energy work of the Master Spirits and the force functions of the unqualified Absolute. The energy manifestations, under the jurisdiction of the Master Spirits, are all directed from the periphery of Paradise. They do not appear to be in any direct manner associated with the force phenomena identified with the nether surface of Paradise. Unquestionably, when we encounter the functional activities of the various Morancha power supervisors, we are face-to-face with certain of the unrevealed activities of the Master Spirits. Who, aside from these ancestors of both physical controllers and spirit ministers, could have contrived to combine and associate material and spiritual energies so as to produce a previously non-existent phase of universe reality, Morantia Substance and Morancha Mind? Much of the reality of the spiritual worlds is of the Marantia order, a phase of universe reality wholly unknown on Urantia. The goal of personality existence is spiritual, but the Marantia creations always intervene, bridging the gulf between the material realms of mortal origin and the super-universe spheres of advancing spiritual status. It is in this realm that the Master Spirits make their great contribution to the Paradise Ascension Plan for mortals. The seven Master Spirits have personal representatives who function throughout the Grand Universe, but since a large majority of these subordinate beings are not directly concerned with the ascendant scheme of mortal progression, in the path of paradise perfection. Little or nothing has been revealed about them. Much, very much, of the activity of the seven master spirits remains hidden from human understanding, because in no way does it directly pertain to your problem of paradise ascent. It is highly probable, though we cannot offer definite proof, that the master spirit of Orvantan exerts a decided influence in the following spheres of activity. One, the life initiation procedures of the local universe life carriers. Two, the life activations of the adjutant mind spirits bestowed upon the worlds by a local universe creative spirit. Three, the fluctuations in energy manifestations exhibited by the linear gravity responding units of organized matter. Four, the behavior of emergent energy when fully liberated from the grasp of the unqualified absolute, thus becoming responsive to the direct influence of linear gravity and to the manipulations of the universe power directors and their associates. 5. The bestowal of the ministry spirit of a local universe creative spirit. 6. The subsequent bestowal of the spirit of the bestowal missions on Urantia called the Comforter or the spirit of truth. 7. The reflectivity mechanism of the local universes and the super-universe. Many features connected with this extraordinary phenomenon can hardly be reasonably explained or rationally understood without postulating the activity of the Master Spirits in association with the conjoint actor and the Supreme Being. Notwithstanding our failure to adequately comprehend the manifold workings of the seven Master Spirits, We are confident there are two realms in the vast range of universe activities with which they have nothing whatever to do. The bestowal and ministry of the thought adjusters and the inscrutable functions of the unqualified absolute. Section five, relation to creatures. Each segment of the grand universe, each individual universe and world enjoys the benefits of the united counsel and wisdom of all seven Master Spirits, but receives the personal touch and tinge of only one. And the personal nature of each Master Spirit entirely pervades and uniquely conditions that Super Universe. Through this personal influence of the seven Master Spirits, Every creature of every order of intelligent beings outside of Paradise and Havona must bear the characteristic stamp of individuality indicative of the ancestral nature of one of these seven Paradise spirits. As concerns the 7 superuniverses, each native creature, mortal or angel, will forever bear this badge of natal identification the seven master spirits do not directly invade the material minds of the individual creatures on the evolutionary worlds of space the mortals of urantia do not experience the personal presence of the mind-spirit influence of the master spirit of Orvanton. If this Master Spirit does attain any sort of contact with the individual mortal mind during the earlier evolutionary ages of an inhabited world, it must occur through the ministry of the local universe creative spirit, the consort and associate of the local universe creator, who presides over the destinies of each local creation. But this very creative spirit is, in nature and character, quite like the Master Spirit of Orvandan. The physical stamp of a Master Spirit is a part of a mortal's material origin. The entire Marancha career is lived under the continuing influence of this same Master Spirit. It is hardly strange that the subsequent spirit career of such an ascending mortal never fully eradicates the characteristic stamp of this same supervising spirit. The impress of a master spirit is basic to the very existence of every pre-Havona stage of mortal ascension. The distinctive personality trends exhibited in the life experience of evolutionary mortals which are characteristic in each superuniverse, and which are directly expressive of the nature of the dominating master spirit, are never fully effaced, not even after such ascenders are subjected to the long training and unifying discipline encountered on the one billion educational spheres of Havona. Even the subsequent intense paradise culture does not suffice to eradicate the earmarks of super-universe origin. Throughout all eternity, an ascendant mortal will exhibit traits indicative of the presiding spirit of the super-universe of nativity. Even in the core of the finality, when it is desired to arrive at or to portray a complete trinity relationship to the evolutionary creation, a group of 7 finaliters is always assembled one from each superuniverse section 6 the cosmic mind the master spirits are the sevenfold source of the cosmic mind the intellectual potential of the grand universe this cosmic mind is a sub-absolute manifestation of the mind of the third source and center and, in certain ways, is functionally related to the mind of the evolving supreme being. On a world like Urantia, we do not encounter the direct influence of the seven master spirits in the affairs of the human races. You live under the immediate influence of the creative spirit of Neboden, Nevertheless, these same master spirits dominate the basic reactions of all creature mind because they are the actual sources of the intellectual and spiritual potentials which have been specialized in the local universes for function in the lives of those individuals who inhabit the evolutionary worlds of time and space. The fact of the cosmic mind explains the kinship of various types of human and superhuman minds. Not only are kindred spirits attracted to each other, but kindred minds are also very familial and inclined towards cooperation with each other. Human minds are sometimes observed to be running in channels of astonishing similarity an inexplicable agreement. There exists in all personality associations of the cosmic mind a quality which might be denominated the quote, reality response, end quote. It is this universal cosmic endowment of will creatures which saves them from becoming helpless victims of the implied a priori assumptions of science, philosophy, and religion. This reality sensitivity of the cosmic mind responds to certain phases of reality just as energy material responds to gravity. It would be still more correct to say that these supermaterial realities respond to the mind of the cosmos. The cosmic mind unfailingly responds parentheses, recognizes response, and parentheses, on three levels of universe reality. These responses are self-evident to clear reasoning and deep thinking minds. These levels of reality are 1. Causation. The reality domain of the physical senses, the scientific realms of logical uniformity, the differentiation of the factual and the non-factual, reflective conclusions based on cosmic response. This is the mathematical form of the cosmic discrimination. 2. Duty. The reality domain of morals in the philosophic realm, the arena of reason, the recognition of relative right and wrong. This is the judicial form of the cosmic discrimination. 3. Worship, the spiritual domain of the reality of religious experience, the personal realization of divine kinship, the recognition of spirit values, the assurance of eternal survival, the ascent from the status of servants of the Creator To the joy and liberty of the children of the universal parent. This is the highest insight of the cosmic mind, the reverential and worshipful form of the cosmic discrimination. These scientific, moral, and spiritual insights, these cosmic responses, are innate in the cosmic mind which endows all will creatures. The experience of living never fails to develop these three cosmic intuitions. They are constitutive in the self-consciousness of reflective thinking. But it is sad to record that so few persons on Urantia take delight in cultivating these qualities of courageous and independent cosmic thinking. In the Local Universe Mind Bestowals, these three insights of the Cosmic Mind constitute the a priori assumptions which make it possible for mortals to function as rational and self-conscious personalities in the realms of science, philosophy, and religion. Stated otherwise, the recognition of the reality of these three manifestations of the infinite is by a cosmic technique of self-revelation. Matter-energy is recognized by the mathematical logic of the senses. Mind-reason intuitively knows its moral duty. Spirit-faith worship and is the religion of the reality of spiritual experience. These three basic factors in reflective thinking may be unified and coordinated in personality development, or they may become disproportionate and virtually unrelated in their respective functions. But when they become unified, They produce a strong character consisting in the correlation of a factual science, a moral philosophy, and a genuine religious experience. And it is these three cosmic intuitions that give objective validity, reality, to mortals' experience in and with things, meanings, and values. It is the purpose of education to develop and sharpen these innate endowments of the human mind, of civilization to express them, of life experience to realize them, of religion to ennoble them, and of personality to unify them. Section 7. Morals, Virtue, and Personality Intelligence alone cannot explain the moral nature Morality, virtue, is indigenous to human personality. Moral intuition, the realization of duty, is a component of human mind endowment and is associated with the other inalienables of human nature, scientific curiosity, and spiritual insight. The mentality of mortals far transcends that of their animal cousins— But it is the moral and religious natures that especially distinguish humans from the animal world. The selective response of an animal is limited to the motor level of behavior. The supposed insight of the higher animals is on a motor level and usually appears only after the experience of motor trial and error. Mortals are able to exercise scientific, moral, and spiritual insight prior to all exploration or experimentation. Only a personality can know what it is doing before it does it. Only personalities possess insight in advance of experience. A personality can look before it leaps and can therefore learn from looking as well as from leaping. A non-personal animal ordinarily learns only by leaping. Mm. As a result of experience, an animal becomes able to examine the different ways of attaining a goal and to select an approach based on accumulated experience. But a personality can also examine the goal itself and pass judgment on its worths, wildness, its value. Intelligence alone can discriminate as to the best means of attaining indiscriminate ends. But moral beings possess insight which enables them to discriminate between ends as well as between means. And moral beings, in choosing virtue, are nonetheless intelligent and know what they are doing, why they are doing it, where they are going, and how they will get there. When mortals fail to discriminate the ends of their striving. They find themselves functioning on the animal level of existence. They have failed to avail themselves of the superior advantages of that material acumen, moral discrimination, and spiritual insight, which are an integral part of their cosmic mind endowment as personal beings. Virtue is righteousness, conformity with the cosmos. To name virtues is not to define them, but to live them is to know them. Virtue is not mere knowledge nor wisdom, but rather the reality of progressive experience in the attainment of ascending levels of cosmic achievement. In the day-by-day life of mortals, virtue is realized by the consistent choosing of good rather than evil, and such choosing ability is evidence of the possession of a moral nature. Mortals' choosing between good and evil is influenced not only by the keenness of their moral nature, but also by such influences as ignorance, immaturity, and delusion. A sense of proportion is also concerned in the exercise of virtue, because evil may be Perpetrated when the lesser is chosen in the place of the greater as a result of distortion or deception. The art of relative estimation or comparative measurement enters into the practice of the virtues of the moral realm. The moral nature of mortals would be impotent without the art of measurement. The discrimination embodied in their ability to scrutinize meanings. Likewise, moral choosing would be futile without that cosmic insight which yields the consciousness of spiritual values. From the standpoint of intelligence, mortals ascend to the level of moral beings because they are endowed with personality. Morality can never be advanced by law or by force. It is a personal and free will matter and must be disseminated by the contagion of the contact of morally fragrant persons with those who are less morally responsive, but who are also in some measure desirous of doing the Creator's will. Moral acts are those human performances which are characterized by the highest intelligence, directed by selective discrimination in the choice of superior ends, as well as in the selection of moral means to attain these ends. Such conduct is virtuous. Supreme virtue, then, is wholeheartedly to choose to do the will of the Creator in heaven. Section 8. Urantia Personality The Universal Source bestows personality upon numerous orders of beings as they function on diverse levels of universe actuality. Urantia human beings are endowed with personality of the finite, mortal type, functioning on the level of the ascending children of the Creator. Though we can hardly undertake to define personality, we may attempt to narrate our understanding of the known factors which go to make up the ensemble of material, mental, and spiritual energies whose inter-association constitutes the mechanism wherein and whereon and wherewith the universal source causes personality to function." Personality is a unique endowment of original nature whose existence is independent of and antecedent to the bestowal of the thought adjuster. Nevertheless, the presence of the adjuster does augment the qualitative manifestation of personality. Thought adjusters, when they come forth from the creator, are identical in nature, but personality is diverse, original, an exclusive, and the manifestation of personality is further conditioned and qualified by the nature and qualities of the associated energies of a material, mindal, and spiritual nature which constitute the organismal vehicle for personality manifestation. Personalities may be similar, but they are never the same. Persons of a given series, type, order, or pattern may and do resemble one another, but they are never identical. Personality is that feature of an individual which we know and which enables us to identify such a being at some future time, regardless of the nature and extent of changes in form, mind, or spirit status. Personality is that part of an individual which enables us to recognize and positively identify people as those we have previously known no matter how much they may have changed because of the modification of the vehicle of expression and manifestation of their personality. Creature personality is distinguished by two self-manifesting and characteristic phenomena of mortal reactive behavior, self-consciousness and associated relative free will. Self consciousness consists in intellectual awareness of personality actuality. It includes the ability to recognize the reality of other personalities. It indicates capacity for individualized experience in and with cosmic realities, equivalent to the attainment of identity status in the personality relationships of the universe. Self-consciousness connotes recognition of the actuality of mind ministration and the realization of relative independence of creative and determinative free will. The relative free will, which characterizes the self-consciousness of human personality, is involved in 1. Moral decision, highest wisdom, 2. Spiritual choice, Truth, discernment. Three, unselfish love, universal service. Four, purposeful cooperation, group loyalty. Five, cosmic insight, the grasp of universe meanings. Six, personality dedication, wholehearted devotion to doing the creator's will. Seven, worship the sincere pursuit of divine values, and the wholehearted love of the divine value-giver. The Urantia type of human personality may be viewed as functioning in a physical mechanism consisting of the planetary modification of the Neboden type of organism belonging to the electrochemical order of life activation, and endowed with the Nebedin order of the Orvantan series of the cosmic mind of parental reproductive pattern. The bestowal of the divine gift of personality upon such a mind-endowed mortal mechanism confers the dignity of cosmic citizenship and enables such a mortal creature to become reactive to the constitutive recognition of the three basic mind realities of the cosmos one the mathematical or logical recognition of the uniformity of physical causation two the reasoned recognition of the obligation of moral conduct and three the faith grasp of the kinship worship of deity associated with the loving service of humanity The full function of such a personality endowment is the beginning realization of deity kinship. Such a selfhood, indwelt by a pre-personal fragment of the universal source, is in truth and in fact a spiritual child of the Creator. Such a creature not only discloses capacity for the reception of the gift of the Divine Presence, but also exhibits reactive response to the personality gravity circuit of the paradise creator of all personalities. Section 9 Reality of Human Consciousness The cosmic mind endowed, adjuster indwelt, personal creature possesses innate recognition, realization of energy reality, mind reality, and spirit reality. The will-creature is thus equipped to discern the fact, the law, and the love of the Creator. Aside from these inalienables of human consciousness, all human experience is really subjective, except that intuitive realization of validity attaches to the unification of these three universe reality responses of cosmic recognition. The creator-discerning mortal is able to sense the unification value of these three cosmic qualities in the evolution of the surviving soul, a mortal's supreme undertaking in the physical tabernacle where the moral mind collaborates with the indwelling divine spirit to dualize the immortal soul. From its earliest inception, the soul is real. It has cosmic survival qualities. If mortals fail to survive natural death, the real spiritual values of their human experience survive as a part of the continuing experience of the thought adjuster. The personality values of such non-survivors persist as a factor in the personality of the actualizing supreme being. Such persisting qualities of personality are deprived of identity, but not of experiential values accumulated during the mortal life in the flesh. The survival of identity is dependent on the survival of the immortal soul of Morantia status, and increasingly divine value. Personality identity survives in and by the survival of the soul. Human self-consciousness implies the recognition of the reality of selves other than the conscious self, and further implies that such awareness is mutual, that the self is known as it knows. This is shown in a purely human manner in a mortal's social life. But you cannot become so absolutely certain of another being's reality as you can of the reality of the presence of the creator that lives within you. The social consciousness is not inalienable like the creator consciousness. It is a cultural development, and is dependent on knowledge, symbols, and the contributions of the constitutive endowments of mortals, science, morality, and religion. And these cosmic gifts, socialized, constitute civilization. Civilizations are unstable because they are not cosmic. They are not innate in human life. They must be nurtured by the combined contributions of the constitutive factors of humanity, science, morality, and religion. Civilizations come and go, but science, morality, and religion always survive the crash. Jesus not only revealed the Creator to humanity, but also made a new revelation of humans to themselves and to other humans. In the life of Jesus you see people at their best humans thus become so beautifully real because Jesus had so much of the creator in his life and the realization parentheses recognition and parentheses of the creator is inalienable and constitutive in all mortals unselfishness aside from parental instinct is not altogether natural. Other persons are not naturally loved or socially served. It requires the enlightenment of reason, morality, and the urge of religion. Creator knowingness to generate an unselfish and altruistic social order. A mortal's own personality awareness, self-consciousness, is also directly dependent on this very fact of innate Other Awareness, this innate ability to recognize and grasp the reality of other personality, ranging from the human to the divine. Unselfish social consciousness must be, at bottom, a religious consciousness, that is, if it is objective. Otherwise, it is a purely subjective philosophic abstraction and therefore devoid of love. Only creator-knowing individuals can love another person as they love themselves. Self-consciousness is in essence a communal consciousness, parent and child, creator and creature. In human self consciousness, four universe reality realizations are latent and inherent. One, the quest for knowledge, the logic of science. Two, the quest for moral values, the sense of duty. Three, the quest for spiritual values, the religious experience. Four, the quest for personality values the ability to recognize the reality of the Creator as a personality, and the concurrent realization of our familial relationship with other personalities. You become conscious of mortals as your creature siblings because you are already conscious of the Creator as your universal parent. Parenthood is the relationship out of which we reason ourselves into the recognition of family, and parenthood becomes, or may become, a universe reality to all moral creatures because the Creator has bestowed personality upon all such beings and has encircled them within the grasp of the universal personality circuit. We worship the Creator first because the Creator is, then because the Creator is in us, and last, because we are in the Creator. Is it strange that the cosmic mind should be self-consciously aware of its own source, the infinite mind, and at the same time conscious of the physical reality of the far-flung universes, the spiritual reality of the eternal spirit, and the personality reality of the universal source? This paper had been originally sponsored by a universal censor from Uversa.